once again, and we have the privilege and the honor to be in the presence of the Holy Spirit. We have the message of the kingdom of heaven that Yeshua taught when he was on the earth and gave all of us a mandate to teach that same message. Now, I want you to make this confession with me. I used to do it all the time, and it's just, you know, some things are coming back, and I think that was very good. We're going to set it up before we get into it, and then we're going to come back out into it. Is that right? You don't have to lift your Bibles up. I know you got phones and iPads and all that stuff, and that's great. I think it's great, but repeat it after me. Today, I will be taught. See, you said I will. I didn't control you, Will. You said it. I will be taught the indestructible, incorruptible seed of the word of Elohim. And after receiving his word, I will never, ever be the same again. For my thinking will be changed, my mind totally rearranged in the authority of Yeshua. Holy Spirit, speak through me, teach through me, prophesy through me, do whatever is necessary to empower, encourage, and comfort my sisters and brothers, my fellow ambassadors, and I thank you for doing it in the authority of Yeshua. All right, so we're going to get right in here. Also, those on YouTube Live, you've got a chat box that you can put encouraging words. It's not a debate. It's not a time for you to be critical or anything like that because we will block it if we are allowing that right now. We're not allowing it. Great. You know, oh, great. That just shut off the door for, for Satan messengers to try to get their little message in. You know, the word, we are male we, are, we carry the mail and we deliver the message. You got a problem? Take it to the bottom. It's your bad self. All right, we're going to keep teaching. And we know that actually the true teaching of the word is rare. If you didn't know that it is, you, have a lot, you hear a lot of good messages, a lot of good, good saying things and make you feel good and feel better. But how you critique it is the uh, evidence that you have in your life as a result of what you are hearing. If you don't have evidence in your life as a result of what you're hearing, it's two things involved. Either you are hearing and connected to the wrong source, or you are having heard what you are hearing. You see, if, if you are hearing, heard in the message, <laughs> the word, and you not get, that's the reason I don't have evidence. And I was uh, listening to something else yesterday, how this lady said she spent one hour, you know, uh, she had a meeting, invited a lot of people and spent one hour, one person on one person showed up. So she treated that one person just like the room was full and that one person filled the room up on the next meeting that they had. See, that's a kingdom concept. So if, if, the, if the food is good to you, you want someone else to have something. If you believe in your product, you would be a top salesman of your product if you really believe in it. So we got to get to that point Whereas we'll begin to express what we believe in. The evidence, one of the reasons the Father give us evidence is to show people in the earth a better way of living, a better government, and a better lifestyle without all the drama that's added to it. The Father have no problem giving us evidence. If What's the point of me giving someone evidence and they're going to keep it to themselves? I'll give it to somebody who's going to share their evidence without bragging about it. And the other thing, we have to get past the point of being uh, restricted through cultural limitations. This poor mentality, oh, the Lord, he'll make a way, oh, some kind of way he came through. Uh, you know, child, I'm just going to keep on pressing 
and you never attempt to financially educate yourself so that you can be a product who, uh, of, or a recipient of what's out here that's already been designed for us. That's why the script said without knowledge, or, you know, we'll, we'll be cut off. And Yeshua said the people in the system of darkness is wiser than the children of light. Yeah, we just want the Lord to bless us, but you, I mean, for what? I mean, for what? Well, Lord, give me a lot of money. And, and if, do you know how to manage it? I mean, in a year's time, if he show up, will he have some type of evidence of assets where you actually took that money and put it to the work for future generations? See, we've been taught wrong. Just bless me, bless me, bless me, bless me. And the scripture clearly defines a good or a trained man who is connected to his creator. He'll always have what? Wealth for his what? Children's children. His mind is always set ahead and not on the present. He planned it. You see. All right. So that's going to bring us right into what we're dealing with. Um, I like what we was teaching that what we taught last time we had in person, you know, and things like that. And, and the elder Demetrius, the elder uh, DJ, uh, they, they taught uh, last two times. And I was I had 100 percent confidence that they would deliver the message. Period. That's what he's teaching. Well, I want to teach. You ain't ready. <laughs> I know when you're ready. You know what I look for? Same thing the father looked for. Evidence. Thank you very much, sir, ma'am. All right. So um, I want to define the word crisis, crisis. And that's going to really bring out some things. Because we right now, uh, this culture that we're in is suffering from identity crisis an identity crisis. And the system of darkness is making billions of dollars because people don't know who they are. Masses of people are programmed to think a certain way that never could happen if you knew who you are. Now, crisis, one of the uh, definitions has to do with a time of intense difficulty, trouble, or danger. Uh, a time of intense difficulty, trouble, trouble, or danger. So when you mention identity crisis, it's just flipped off like it's not anything. But we in a time where things are very troublesome right now, being it's difficult, uh, and it's what else? Difficult, trouble, and it's dangerous. It's very dangerous, and all of these things that I mentioned in the English definition. Uh, for crises is actually hindering the growth of the culture of the kingdom in the earth. And it's, it's, it's stifling the mandate that the father originally gave to us. And that is to colonize the earth with the culture of the kingdom. You see, now, because of the identity crisis, it's dangerous. And you know what I'm talking about to even approach somebody and tell them about where they really came from or who they really are. I don't know nothing about that. I'm just dealing with today, you know, or does it matter, you know, and all of this kind of stuff, you know, so it, it, it has created a belief system that's full of danger that when the safe product come in, uh, it's not a good area for it to rest in. Uh, it's a dangerous area for it to rest in. I'm talking about your belief system. Now. You see, 
identity crisis. Um, it's very troublesome when you stand and tell people when I teach uh, relative to the original language of scripture, how important it is uh, not to change people names. Things, well, it don't matter. You see, it don't matter. Well, uh, uh, I, I don't need to know that. Where did they come from? It came from a dangerous source of thought. We have a crisis. And when people find out who they are, really, if whether or not the Lord is involved or not, they change and they go after it. Just like uh, Carrie, I mentioned this, you know, because I know it's all out here. The only reason he is making a stand he is making it is because he said he found out who he is, right? That's how powerful it is. When you find out who you are, then you'll begin to make a stand. And until that is settled, then for the most part, individuals will stand with and for anything that's trending. The fashion industry making billions of dollars because of identity crisis. People live their lives vicariously through others. You can tell the state of a city, a town, a nation, of a country, of, of people by the way that they dress. Now, most people say dress don't matter. That's a lie because dressing is a product of the culture of that city, that state, that town, that nation, that people, those families. It's a product of the culture. And the culture is what? A set of beliefs, uh, behavior patterns, common practices and principles, common uh, beliefs in whoever a person uh, called divine. It's a reflection of those people who are living out that culture. But now you see, you see what I'm talking about? But you mentioned, mentioned dress, oh, they religious. We're not religious, we educated. I'm trying to tell you that how you look is a reflection of who you are. And if you are looking one way and saying that you are another way, that's dangerous. That's troublesome. It creates a uh, intense inbreeding of hypocrisy. One of the things the Lord detests. That's why he put the Malachim, the angel, in the presence of accessing back there, uh, mankind accessing their way back to the Father. He put a cherubim there with a word that had been given, a command to not, not let anybody try to approach me in the state that they are in. He could never accept a hypocrite. And you remember how hard Yeshua was upon hypocrites, right? So that's just one example. But look at the fashion industry. Whoever a person idolizes and whatever culture a person is a part of, they will always be branded by that culture and that idol, that person. You catching it? All right, it's kind of, kind of quiet. Ain't it? All right, so we're not going at it uh, from you're going to hell, you got short dress on, you're going to hell. No, that's... That's what that person believes. They're telling you what they believe. It's hard to get me to put on something I don't like. And it's hard for you to wear something you don't like. If you're wearing it, it's because you like it. You like it because that's what you've been taught. You don't know your true self and your true identity. I'm talking about people who say they're born again. I expect the world to do that. I'm talking about people who say they're born again, sanctified, holy, and everything else. When they are conducting themselves like that, the outward expression is a product of the inward belief. So with that being said, we're gonna look at uh, purpose. We're gonna talk about purpose. I, I got a title discovered who you discovering who you are, keys to identity. Discovering who you are, keys 
to identity. This, this is a, still a problem. It's still a problem, okay? Now, what does your creator think about you? What does your creator think about you? If you think an alien created you, then you go right, I'm not talking to you. I'm not talking, if you think you came from a leopard, a tiger, a bear, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to people, human beings, who know that they have a creator, you understand? Who know that we didn't, something just blowed up and some cells got together. That, that's the most foolish, foolish-ish, if you let me say that thing I ever heard of. A two-year-old two can figure that out. I mean, a two-year-old got enough sense. No, wait a minute, I can do these and do this, and my brain tell my body, do, and I got all these natural functions going on in the body. Now, if, 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 if you can clack, click, clash two bricks together, and a human being come from it, why is it not still happening? If we, if we came from monkeys, why are, not the, why are the monkeys not still producing people? But people believe that because somebody with some kind of degrees on their name put it in the book, put it in the education system of that nation, and that's a part of culture. People believe it, and they became a product of what they were here. So they actually believe that. Actually believe that. It's very easy to get people or a person or human beings to believe something if you have served them from their true identity. Y'all getting it? So what does our creator think about us? Look at Yerma Yahu, 29-11. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you. I know the, th I know the thoughts that I think toward you. Well, they might, they might and, and some people are so caught up in what other people think about you. That's because there is a identity crisis on the inside of you. Don't say that because I don't, I don't want them to think that I can. Listen, <laughs> I do care. But when you know who you are, it really don't matter. You know, it doesn't matter. But he said, I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says Yahweh. Thoughts of what? Peace. Shalom. Shalom. Not chaos, not confusion. Not evil, not going, oh, I'm going through. The Lord is testing me. He isn't testing you. Why he need to test something? He know everything. It doesn't make sense. That's why I always say it's better to know, uh, to have kingdom concepts in you based on the precepts you're receiving from the kingdom than it is reading the Bible. If you have the concepts in you, when you read and study the scriptures, you will find who you are in the reflection of who Yeshua is. That's the way it worked. He said, thoughts of peace and not of evil. Well, I went through all that, so the Lord was teaching me a lesson. No, 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 no. Stop it. And uh, pastoring, you all getting ready to see another level. You, it's time to graduate. Everybody's time to graduate. Some stuff I've been hearing, I'm not, I'm, it's time out for that. So don't think I'm trying to hurt your feelings, but it's time to get the pastify out of the mouth. He did not design that. You did through the decisions you made. You did that. Just, just be honest. But we have this proclivity to get a Band-Aid or a temporary fix to make myself feel better so I won't think I did so bad in, in the process that I went through that was initiated by my decision. So actually, I'm throwing it back off on the Father. And he didn't do it. There is. Somebody said there is. No evil in him, period. Where the Bible said he created even so-and-so, so-and-so. The Bible said 
to uh, stop, kill your boy if he hard here too. You doing that? Are you doing it? He said, if you got a hard head boy, girl, take him out there, get some bricks, and kill him. Tell me what the Bible said. What does the scripture teach? What does the scripture teach? And when you see translations, so much stuff has been lost in translation. This is one of the reasons that we have the assignment we have to teach everybody that come around us under the sound of our voice how to properly interpret scripture and use the Hebrew letter word meaning, which is Yeshua himself. A living lexicon is what we have. Buy the book, but don't study it. Buy the book and just read it. Buy the book and don't use it, you know, and just still living our lives out based on some translators whose main objective was to colonize the mind to the concept of man-formulated religion. All right? So he said, not an evil to give you a what? A future and a hope. Now, if I don't know who I am and know my purpose, then I am hopeless. I need something to make me feel good. I need a release of dopamine, some kind of way. I need some dopamine release to make me feel good because I don't feel good about myself. So stop sending the prophet your money. I'm getting ready to save you some money now. Just stop it. We, we, this, this, this word right here, this teaching, is going to help a lot of people in their financial management. Well, it just made me feel so good. Oh, for real. Are you saved? Yes. Holy Spirit in you? Yes. And he can't make you feel good? Oh, 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 no, no, no. I'm just asking a question. I'm just asking a question. I'm just want, you know, want to know. I know because I, I know what the problem is. You still don't know who you are. A person like that don't know who they are. That, that, that is what creates a atmosphere for the systems of darkness to make millions of dollars. It's by design. He said, not an evil to give you a future. And I wouldn't plan to stay on each point so long. So let's go into purpose. We, we're going to talk about something. Now, only the creator, Elohim, knows why he created you and the plans for your life. Who know that? Only the creator. Only, only he knows. The, the prophet don't know. The only, only thing the prophet can tell if they true prophesy is what the Holy Spirit told them to. And I'm going to tell you something else. It's not the nature of the Holy Spirit for us to depend on people to learn him or who we are. This is why we teach the way that we teach. You know, I don't pacify and things like that. You know, or make, uh, you know, well, if you say that, Pastor, they better not come back. See you later. You want a gift? Take it with you. I ain't got nothing to do with that. We're not here for that. See, Demetrius, when you actually stand on the mountaintop and you see over what's going on and you see beyond what's going on, that'll make you be more focused on your call. And people won't be able to get in the way of that because you understand if I don't say it, if I continue to go along with what's been going on, it's going to be a continual repeating of what's going on with no change. And the system of religion, the system of control, the system of darkness is going to continue to grow bigger and bigger and bigger. But if I just say truth, speak truth, somebody out there who is seeking truth, I might not ever see them in my life. They're getting it. Because they was about to walk away and they heard truth. They said, well, everybody's not in the system. And so many people got out and off. Now they're what we call lost kings. You can't get them to congregate with nobody. And that means that the enemy 
because of their, their extremism, you see, now the enemy have control of them because they forsake assemblies and fellowship. They develop and design teachers and pastors and stuff like that. A new name for pastors is leaders now. That's from the pit of hell. A pastor is a pastor. Emissary is an emissary. A prophet is a prophet. Yeshua did that. You can't change that. You understand? Now, purpose is what? The beginning and what? End. The pur purpose is what? The beginning and end. What we mean by right here is that everything and every plan that the Father had for us, it was finished before he gave it to us. See, he don't start something, then along the way, create stuff. You understand? This is why um, you have to make sure you have a clear understanding of vision, of vision and division. If you get the concept that when the father, before he started, is already finished, you won't have no alternatives involved in it or another way of doing things. Another way of doing things can be good and it can be bad. It's bad if you have a visionary, and if you are a visionary, which is a revelation of your purpose, and relative to a group of people, the vision, visionary have a revelation of the purpose for this group coming together. It's a bad thing when something else is spoken that wasn't designed and completed when the Father gave it to you. Catch that, that's deep. You have to know. If you got that concept in mind, and this is why sometimes I'm accused of being a certain way. And I know, I, I know they just got to learn, you know. It's not me being a certain way. I know this vision I have is a direct product of knowledge of purpose. I know that the Father completed. Now, why we have to change something that he completed? That would make him not be who he is. Malachi, he said, I am Yahweh, and I don't change relative to my principles, which are first rules and laws that cannot be changed, I'm not changing. The only way that human beings can get the Father to change is repenting of a rebellious lifestyle. You see? So we have to be careful along those lines, doing things different ways. At the same time, the diversity comes in as a direct product of the leading of the Holy Spirit you knowing who you are, knowing who he is. And watch it. I guarantee you that when he changed something, it's not a principle. When he changed something, it's something that was missing to make this principle be complete so the process can be initiated. You understand? So we are diverse, but really we are not. As a, as a congregation, we are diverse, but we are not. There are many uh, purpose, put the S on it, <coughs> when we function as a group. You got a purpose, you got one, you got one, you got one, you got one, you got one. You got individual and corporate purpose that we have on the inside of us. Y'all catching it? So when those come together and a person speak, they're going to speak based on their primary purpose that they know, they know, and how they would do it to fulfill their purpose. But is it connecting to the corporate purpose? We need to really catch this. Families need to catch this. 
Either the father husband is the visionary or he is not. And it's not that he is doing things his way. He is doing things based on a revelation of purpose and direction for their family and how the father wants their family to be set up. So if the wife or the children have another vision, you have division. Especially when you got two leaders in the same house. Those leaders have to know the purpose of that family being brought together. That's vision. You see it? And if something changes and if something is done different, it must fit into one vision. Conflicts come because of two visionaries conflicted. You understand? All right. Okay. What is purpose? Let's get this definition. What is purpose? Okay. What is purpose? Y'all watch my time. I, I really want to finish all of this, but I'm not. It'll take at least three, four hours to do it. What is purpose? The definition of purpose, here's just a basic definition. Definition of purpose is what? The original intent of the creator's design for a thing. We're going to get into that design. The original what? Intent. Do I know his intent? Well, make a decision. Just make a decision. Just don't do nothing. This brother here ain't doing, I'm, I'll be the one not doing nothing. I'm not just doing something just to be doing it because I know the father finished everything he does before he begin it. And if I don't see that, I can't move. When I do that, I'm telling the father, okay, we're just going to stand here. I trust in you. I'm not trusting in me. And your motivational speakers will tell you to make a decision, do something. Don't just stand there. No, 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 no. When you are doing something, you are stepping out and creating another vision based on the decision that you made. You see, now you got to take full responsibility of what happens as a result of you making that decision. Now, you can do things like this when you understand who you are and you know who who is. If you don't know who you are or who he is, call me and I'll help you make a decision. Ready to make a mess of stuff. Okay, the definition of person is original intent of the creator's design for a thing, aim, goal, and end result. Intentions, intentions, yeah, result, intentions, reason for the use of something, what one, what one plan to be or to do. The objects which something exists or is done. Purpose, all right? Let's move on. Now, let's look at, you know, we got to do the exegetical. We got to do the words because words uh, contain, contain, words are a product of ideals and crystallized thoughts. Words, when we speak words, whatever my concepts are, come out in my words. Their concepts started as a precept. Pre mean beginning or first. Pre mean you can't change it. It was there. That's what, you know, the word prince is in principle. The word prince, ruler. First ruler, you can't change principle. You can't change it. No one can change it. All right. So let's look at a couple of words uh, in the Hebrew that is translated into a couple of English words. You got, uh, say that, Dr. Nate. Mahasaba. 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 Shalom. Mahasaba. This is a word, an idea. An idea thought, invention, or design. An idea, thought, invention of design. Purpose, plan, thought, idea, uh, 
thought or invention or design. Now, it's several words in there. I'm not going to uh, do all of them. And uh, you got your, your study guide. You go back and you study. And uh, I'm not going to go and break down everything. I'm going to keep it simple as I can. But when we do look at a couple of those words in terms of idea, invention, or design, there's a high on the end of that word. And we know that that's a revelation of what comes from. And when the high is on the end of a Hebrew word, it's denoting what, what is coming from these other letter words mean. What comes from is what is revealed. Alicia, Willis, Tori, they have something in their belly right now. Right? And, and when they come out, it's going to be revealed what came from them. It didn't come from itself. They came, him or herself, they came from them. In other words, they didn't create themselves. These babies didn't create themselves. They came from something. And here's a revelation of the thought, the idea. When they conceived seed in their womb, there was a thought, idea, or design of the creator when that process of conception took place. So when you look at the meaning behind, think about that. And then I, I see some things relative uh, to what controls the inside that but yet what control, and not only what control the inside, what is consuming the inside? See, nothing can control you unless you are consumed with it. There, there's a sheen right there. See, this thought or idea, idea is consuming the inside, thereby it has control. Then you have the head, and you know, that means to be brought close to be brought, one of them means to be brought close and it starts off with a meal, making reference to the anointing, to spiritual. So this thought or idea is in the spiritual realm. It's a spiritual source of thought that has consumed me. And there's a revealed product of it when those thoughts are put into action in my lifestyle. Invention or design, that's where they come from. Invention doesn't come from natural reason. All of those thoughts are from the spirit realm. And relative to us and our creator, the father, is a life-giving spirit that has consumed me, that controls me. I allow and give up my free will to be controlled by this anointing, by this life-giving idea, design, how the father has created me. And you're going to see what comes from that in my purpose. You understand? All right. And then we'll have uh, a say. A say. And it's uh, translated into English word counsel or purpose. Counsel or purpose. There you see a high again. On the end, you see it, a high again. Asada in the middle has to do with uh, the strong desire. And then that eyeing is revelation of vision or vision. You see in it? Revelation or vision. My purpose and the counsel that I receive, uh, that's where my vision come from. My vision come from that counsel that I received and upon me receiving that counsel, knowing my purpose, now I have a strong desire. What is producing that strong desire is my vision. What is that vision revelation of my purpose? Kissing? All right. And uh, Zemaine, Zemaine, uh, device, purpose, something you created, a device. There's a zillion. I like that because that's, that's the known covenant, something that has been exposed, mem. Here we get it again. Here we have again another meme. They've known what? The life-given spirit, the anointing is, 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 is who I'm in covenant with. The, 
Messiah. And then there's a close, is that a closed mem? Closed mem is denoting a secret that's only revealed to the person who have that strong desire uh, based on the vision that you have, which is revelation of your purpose. You see it? All right. And then you get the word yasar and it's translated fashion or form. Just yasar, the fashion or form that forming is creative power. That's why that you, the spirit that you, created power. The ability and unlimited creative power of the father that the prince strongly desired and he put that desire into his product that he fashioned and formed. We've been created in the image and the likeness of him. Just, it's not really, that scripture is not making reference, reference to spiritual uh, appearance. I mean, uh, physical appearance. I heard Whoopi uh, get on TV trying to correct somebody because they were speaking out against the alternate lifestyle, you know, the homosexual and stuff like that. But we were all creating his image and like, no, 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 no. He's not talking about that. He's talking about spirit. The father isn't male and female with both organs on. That's an image of Baphomet, a direct rebellious manifestation of who the father is. When he said image, he was talking about just the way he is and how he acts, his character, how he, how he do things all the time. His likeness primarily making reference to our sovereign will. We are like him. We're not like angels, Malakas. We're like the father. We have a free sovereign will. We have been given authority and dominion to rule, dominate, manage. Malachams have not. The authority that they have have been given to the Father for the sole purpose of carrying out his will. We carry out his will at the rate that we submit to his will because our wills are sovereign. There's a difference there. You know, and we have been formed and framed. See, our formation is a revelation of our purpose. This, this is good. So you get into the original word, meaning things are brought out. So I wanted you to get that. You go back and you meditate on it. And when you're teaching uh, from this living lexicon, Yeshua himself, you always, everything should flow with the thought. You see, everything, you notice I didn't say massive spiritual power. Did it? Nope. You know about that. I said the anointing. The anointing. The life-giving spirit is the anointing, is the Holy Spirit who is in us. You understand? All right, so go back and meditate these letter word meaning because you're going to get some more out of it. Now, let's look at keys to understanding purpose. Keys to understanding purpose. Keys to understanding purpose. I don't know when the clock, is that a countdown clock or just a regular clock? Okay, so let me know what, what time I get up so I know when to stop. All right, keys to understanding purpose. Keys, keys, keys. Uh, here's the thing about the kingdom. What are keys of the kingdom? The keys of the kingdom are the what? Principles, the precepts, the laws, the systems. Come on. The rules, principles, systems, laws, the, how the kingdom functions. Keys to the kingdom. We have to learn all that so that we can receive the benefit as citizens of the kingdom. If I don't learn that, I don't receive it. It's not the benefits are not there. They are there. But I have to get what? Financially educated. I have to get educated relative to my government, our policy, our culture, our laws, so that I can receive the benefits. So let's look at some keys. All right, number one, everything in life has a what? Purpose, and nothing in life is without purpose. So 
Don't take an overdose. Don't take no drugs. Don't get a gun and put to your head. Sit on the toilet and put a gun to your head and, and because you think uh, life is over. That's why people commit suicide, because they avoid a purpose. Purpose have been taken. If they ever knew who they were, I don't care if they was a deacon, pastor, bishop, apostle for 944 years. If they do that, they was doing that, being bored of their purpose. You can do a lot of things. You can go to school, learn how to do things. You can be trained how to do things. That doesn't mean that's your purpose. Because you're just doing it on a mechanical basis based on the training you get and repeating what you were taught. There's no joy with it. No expectation. <laughs> you know, then the expectation and joy always comes in the form of another person or something else or a thing. Have to have this to feel good about yourself. No, you don't. You have to have identity to feel good about yourself. <laughs> I was at it was my son's game yesterday, and he said, and somebody else said, said, why are you dressed like that? Because I had on a, 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 you know, a sport, a jacket and pants that match. I guess you call them a suit, because they never see me. <laughs> why are you dressed like that? Where you had to go to? I swear, I just, just put it on. I bought it two years ago. My wife did. I think I need to wear it sometime, you know. All right, because clothes don't make me. I make the clothes. Whatever I put on is made. It looks good because I look good. You understand? And when you get to the point where you got to look like somebody else, your favorite idol, your singer, your actress, celebrity, which is a demonic term because there is no one that we celebrate above our creator. So the, the kingdom, citizens of the kingdom need to learn this. There are no celebrities. That's not a kingdom concept. We only celebrate one. That's the only one I'm, I don't care. You can jump over nine buildings. You are not a celebrity to me. I don't do celebrity. Why? Because I know who I am. I know who I come from. And I only celebrate who created me. And if I was to do anything else, then I'm in idol worship. See, men need to get there. Having a fit on, on, on uh, watching football and basketball, they know all the moves and how many points this one scored. You know why men are like that as, as a group uh, of men? Even in the, uh, uh, the citizens of the king, you know what, you know what they like that? They don't know their identity. They don't know who they are. And men are built up to have, everybody's built like this, but we have this intense desire to pattern from somebody else. We were made to be patterns, and we know it's, it's an innate drive in us to gravitate toward a pattern so I can duplicate it. And if, and if it's someone that everybody's looking at and celebrating is running up and down a field or a court sweating, huffing and puffing, then what we do, we'll take that as a pattern. I heard uh, this guy in MMA, this huge guy from uh, Cameroon, one of Renee's uh, ancestors, maybe my cousin on down line somewhere. But he, he got out of there. He, he is a heavy, what is his name? He's this big African guy from Cameroon. And he's a heavyweight champion now in M MMA in that UFC or something like that. You know him? UFC. But I heard him uh, giving, uh, they did a little documentary on him. I they didn't put it on mainstream media, by the way, but they did a documentary. And he was sharing how he had to get out of Cameroon. Uh, and the way he did it, you know how they cross the border in Mexico? Well, what they do, they get on the back of trucks. And he says like 25 of them be on the back of a Toyota truck going across the Sahara Desert. And you have to hold on so tight to make sure you don't fall off because if you do, the truck don't stop. 
you dead, period. So he said they all just, just had to hold that tight and make that distance and go through some other back doors in order to get out and, and do something different to escape poverty and rejection after the most wealthiest country. I mean, place on earth, but the people in Africa are broke, busted, and disgusted. You know, I tell you what it's like that I won't get into it. But anyway, he was sharing how that he saw Mike Tyson. He messed around and saw an old video on YouTube of Mike Tyson. And when he saw Mike Tyson, he said, I want to be like that. You understand? He said, I can do that. I want to be like that because his daddy uh, would fight his mama, you know. And he said, you know, he wanted to not ever fight nobody and want to be a defender. So he saw the pattern in Mike Tyson conquering the sport that he was in. And then they did an interview with him and Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson said he was in jail and he saw Muhammad Ali and saw how he was influenced. And he was using his boxing skills, not just for him like these other boxers are, but he was boxing for his people to bring freedom to his people. That's why people in Africa love Muhammad Ali so much because he didn't sell out. But the point I'm getting here is each one of those men needed a pattern. And they got a glimpse of someone who was being successful in the gifts that they had. I'm not saying the father created us to beat on each other and not poke out. That's damn it. But he saw that. And now here he is now, heavyweight champion. Came from nothing. And what I got from that and what I really keyed in on was that Sahara Desert trip. And he knew that if he fell off, that was it. But in re regardless of that, he was willing to take the chance. What was driving him? A pattern. And he took that pattern and pulled a purpose for living out of it. Because he knew he had to do something to help his mom because she couldn't afford medical. All right? So that's what men are built. But that's why I was mentioning sports. And I have less and less interest in sports. Less and less because I see what it's all about now. I used to box. I used to do this stuff. You know, I see what it's all about. I see the game that's in it. And I see there's someone living their lives vicariously through somebody else. And you don't feel good until y'all sit down and watch a game. And the wives said, okay, forget it. We'll just roll with it. Let's just help them, cook for them, leave them alone, let them have the house, whatever, just, you know. <laughs> Instead of standing in intercession and not giving up. All right. So everything in life has a purpose and nothing in life was without without purpose. Here's Miss Leo, 24. Those two ladies that plow in the right season will have no what? Food at the harvest. Everything has a purpose. Don't plant in the wrong season. See, purpose defines everything. That's not a part of my purpose. I see my, I have vision. That's not a part of, I wouldn't, that's not me. I want you do it. Great. You're having success. Great. That's your purpose. That's not mine. If I do what you are doing the way that you are doing it, then I fail. So I'm gonna do it the way that I was designed to do it, and that way I'll have success. To, uh, point number two, understanding your purpose calls you to stay focused and fixed on your dream. Understanding your purpose calls you to do what? Stay focused and fixed on your dreams, which is bigger than vision. Your dream impact generations to come. Kingdom citizens, let me tell you something. Each one of you 
have something in you to impact generations to come. It's not just about you. It's not about you and your family. It's about generations to come. You don't need to compromise to a compromise. Where we get on the scene and we get on the media and we get that, now they got a voice. Just like, uh, uh, who was it? Dion went to uh, Jackson State, said God sent him. So I guess God changed his mind. You see, and these are celebrities. This is the way they operate. They understand they can use religion to control people. And I already had another agreement established before that was even initiated. You understand? All right. So understand your purpose to call you to stay focused and fixed on your dreams. Yokanah 12 and 27. Listen, listen to what Yeshua, the last item. He is the last representative that the Father sent on earth to represent him, to redeem the representatives that the Father had in mind on earth to represent him, and that is the citizens of the kingdom ambassadors, those who are born. You know, so when you see the word last Adam, that's what he's talking about. The scripture said, Mark the perfect man, behold the upright, for the end of that man is what? Peace. See, I got a future and a hope plan for you. It's peace. And if you mark Yeshua, identify the word mark means to be identified with him. Like the Hebrew letter word talk, when you say mark, mark means to be identified with. My identity rests in the covenant that the Father have established that I'm a part of them. So when you see me, me, you see him. When you see my identity, you see the identity of the Father. You can identify to the Father creator by knowing who I am. That's why I said earlier, some things, it seemed like it's far off, but really it never was supposed to be that way. We supposed to think like this immediately, instantaneously. Soon we got born again, we supposed to start thinking like that. It didn't happen because of religious teaching. Oh, you mean, oh no, I ain't perfect. I can't do that. Who told you that? Who told you that when a person look at you, they don't see the heavenly father created? Who told, okay, well, why he created you then? So he lied. We never, we never did get put back in his image and his likeness. That was a lie, right? It has to be if I don't get in my head that my identity identified with him. And when you see me, you see him. When you see me, you see a product evidence of the covenant that I have with him. It's, it's in the thinking. It has nothing to do with self-exhortation. It has to do with us being alone and knowing that you are never alone. There, there is no depression. There is no loneliness in a person who know who they are, who know their purpose. You're the motivator. You're the leader. You're the inventor. You're the one that make it happen. You can make it happen when you're by yourself. Hmm. Yeshua said, my soul is troubled. And what shall I say? My soul is troubled. What shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. Notice he said his soul was troubled. He said nothing about the spirit. My soul, my emotions is getting a, uh, a signal from out, outward circumstances. So my emotions are functioning in the natural realm like they're supposed to. Certain molecules in the brain has been initiated and releasing chemicals in my body to make me feel a certain way. That's all natural, natural, soulish substance. That's the natural part that the soul controls. There is the spiritual 
part of the soul that control that, just like our spirit is to work through our soul and control our body and carry out the works of the Father, it's the same way with our soul. Let me tell you something else. Uh, Romeo 9, 27, Cheo uh, said, I'm not lying. My conscience, which is the voice of my spirit, is bearing witness in the Holy Spirit who is in me. There's a conscience of the soul also. You do know that, don't you? That your soul do talk to you. Soul, conscious, con, like concept, con, to be in agreement, to be agreement with will, science, or knowledge, facts. You understand? There's a voice that's in agreement with natural circumstances and events that occur. You understand? That voice will speak based on that natural, logical reasoning. And there's a voice that comes from the spirit that only agrees with the knowledge of the kingdom. So it's up to us to make the voice of that soul subject to the voice of my spirit. Because my soul actually is spiritual. The spiritual dictates the natural. I think I was looking at some of his notes and I saw all those different chemicals and stuff. I said, I'm going to get this. I'm going to teach this. I'm getting this. But because we need to understand that all of that is happening based on a spiritual activation. If we were dominated solely by chemicals and the brain, then when our body died, we would be dead. When our body died, we, the real us, we are not dead. We're still alive. Spiritual and soul could ne can never be terminated. Spirit and soul are eternal. But what the spiritual soul uses in this brain to uh, uh, release those chemicals to express physical forms on our face when you're crying, tears come out, look all ugly. When you're happy, you smell. All that stuff is physical, but it's dictated by the spiritual. So Yeshua said, my soul is troubled. What shall I say? What is he talking about? My spirit is in domination. What shall I say? Father, save me from this hour? No, no, it was for this very reason or purpose that what? I came to this hour. It was finished before it started. He said, I'm, I'm, at, the, I'm at the end of what was started when I came here. So I'm not changing at the end. What's wrong? Why y'all tripping? Just because my emotions acting the way they are acting based on these natural circumstances, these signals that coming into my sense knowledge and and the logical reason and faculties in my brain is producing a particular way I should feel. I said, no, my soul don't dominate me. He said, no, bro, I know I can't. I just don't feel good. So what? <laughs> I, I, I just feel depressed. What do you been? What, why, you know why you're depressed? Because those chemicals been released because the wrong spirit got in and took control of your brain and your physical uh, anatomy up there. Put it like that. I understand this very well. My, my challenge is to articulate it so you will get it. You have to put all the pieces together. You got it? So he said, then a voice. Now watch this. Soon as Yeshua said, I know who I am. I know my purpose. Regardless of what's going on on the outside, that doesn't change my vision because I know what vision is, which is a revelation of my purpose. Now, when he made his stand, the next voice you heard was a father talk. Now, how often do we hear the father talk? 
Talk to me now. How often do we hear his blessings upon us? How often do we uh, get his validation? You sense it. You know, that was, that was, that was a father spoke then. Well, I'm doing this thing. That was a father. I know that was a father spoke. But he didn't speak until you made a public affirmation that you knew who you are, you know who you are, and you know your purpose. And I'm not changed. Case closed. Say what you want to say, plan. Oh, he going down. He ain't going to make it. Oh, they ain't going to make it long. They this and they say all this stuff about me and my wife. I could care less. Period. I saw something on the other side. And I saw this woman with me on the other side. So I saw the ending from the beginning. Well, how that came about. Then so and so, look, all we all make, see, I acknowledge decisions that I make. And I said, no, I never should have did that. And I never should have did that. I did that because of that. I did this because of that. Well, didn't chillings come out of it? And what about them? What about them? You, you think I'm going to get out of purpose because of them? No, I'm not. And then they find their purpose and going on. I'm standing looking like a drunk monkey riding the back of a baboon. It ain't working. See, religion will put, try to put guilt on you. Children will try to put guilt on you. You got to be a bad joker to stand against all of that. Well, Dad, if you hadn't did this, so on so on. So, well, you know, if I hadn't did that, your butt wouldn't even be here. What about that? Put that in your pipe and smoke. What about that mistake? Maybe you a mistake. I can't say that because everybody was created with a purpose. If the father let, allowed that consumption to take place, the minute that happened, pur purpose was birthed. And you have to deal with your children like that because they'll make, cause you to make decisions, give a relationship that's very destructive. I know people, they've been mad 44 years, eight days, and two months and have no life. Their life is just doing other stuff and trying to make this and on the inside, you know, they're dead. They're dead on the inside. Or the person depart. You know, I got one of my family, the person departed. And they just, you know, okay, I've done all of this. You know, so what? I don't want that. I saw it happening. I saw the whole process. I'm not doing it. I don't care what y'all say. I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'm saying now I'm bending your cobs so on. You ain't nobody bound to me. It ain't working. All right. So point number three, where purpose is not known. See, where your identity, if you don't know that, what happens? Abuse is inevitable. Abuse is taking place. When you do not know the purpose of something, you will abuse it. People don't know the purpose of family. That's why they abuse it. I don't like my kids. I don't like my wife. I don't like my husband. I, I don't. Uh, that's abuse. You got into something that we, you were never designed to be in from Jump Street. You just want a fellowship and legal sex. So you jump into it. Now you got the consequences. And then religious folk will tell you to stay in it. I'm not religious. I'm not religious. I'm not getting in the way of no one purpose. And that purpose that you are with, if the father didn't bring the two of you together, then you're out of purpose. You might have kids and all that and stuff like that, but the purpose that the father had for that man or that woman has been restricted because of that man and that woman they got married to. Hmm. Yes, sir. Somebody say yes, sir. Mm -hmm. Number four, you can become disgruntled, 
I, I like that reading y'all had up there. You can come this grown up. That was just awesome. That was kind of probably, oh, I can wear my, can I have my, uh, my glasses, please? I can wear them now. I got something to match this. I can wear them because they got it back there so I can read it. Just, just awesome individuals. That's how she commanded me. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to keep on going because I know my purpose. I walked out camera many days. <laughs> oh, yeah, you can become disgruntled, disconnected, and discouraged when you under, don't understand when you what? When you do not, because I'm looking at the part that's on the side of the screen, when you do not understand your purpose. Why you mean? Why you disconnected? Why you got a false, fake makeup of what a pastor is, a congregation? Why you are so still hurt? Why, why you like that? Because you don't understand your purpose. Don't blame, don't blame, well, I got hurt in the church. No, that happened because you don't understand your purpose. Let's get it back up here. Because you don't understand your purpose. All right? When this happens, you become a blessing blocker. When this happens, you become a what? Come on, talk to me now. If you become disgruntled, disconnected, and discouraged, when you do not understand your purpose, that's what happens. When that happens, you become a blessing blocker because it oozes over on someone else. You put it in somebody else's lap. All right. What's our scripture here? Yokanon, Hemo, verse 9. I wrote to the assembly. But who? Diotrephes, who loves to be the first among them, does not receive us. You mean to tell me, Joker, rejecting the emissaries that Yeshua? Who is this Joker here? Probably some old deacon running the church. See, Diotrephes didn't know his purpose, and he became a blessing blocker to that assembly, but by not allowing the emissaries that come in and bless them with the word and with the power of the Holy Spirit. You see that? See, blessings blockers, people become like that, and then they'll get in the way of you receiving what you need to receive because she needs her. She got giftings in her that was designed to make her life better, and then she got in between them because she was disgruntled because they such good friends and she don't have no friends. So she got in between a relationship and blocked the blessing. It's pe I'm talking about people. People do this. People cut off sources that were designed to feed us. This place should be packed out, people all right out there in the hallway. You don't want to know why? One of the reasons? This gruntle people will immediately get in between relationships and say something to motivate that person away from you instead of toward you. There's so much jealousy out here and you approach them just think, oh yeah, we'll be there, girl. Oh yeah, I heard that message. I want, I want to be a part of that. I want, and they never show up. Because all the time there's another rat in their relationship that's disgruntled who don't know their purpose. So they're going to do their best to prevent that purpose person from walking in there. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Number point number five, living with purpose is living with vision. Living with purpose is doing what? Living with vision. And knowing your purpose will cause you to move faster into the blessing stream. 
You got, you got to live, you got to live with purpose. I'm just giving you some keys and we're going to get into the nitty gritty of knowing your purpose. How to do this? It's a way of doing this. And it's not hard. It's very practical. But, you know, people making so much money coaching people. I'm not against it in terms of uh, practical industries that we need to know, medical, health, stuff like that. But the, the spiritual, you can't replace the teachers. You can't replace the emissaries. You can't replace uh, the uh, pastors. You can't replace those uh, who have been gifted that the Yeshua himself gifted the teachers on people. You, it, it, no, 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 you can't replace them. So you don't need no spiritual coach. That's not a kingdom concept. You see, I'm going to say it again. You don't need a spiritual coach. I'm going to hear a lot of y'all. I'm going to step on your big religious coin. You don't need a prayer partner. You got a prayer partner. You don't need a prayer partner. The, I'm like, say, oh, I've received visions. I've been to heaven. Yeshua had visited me personally and physically two times in the earth, and nobody was there but us. I don't think that would have happened if I need somebody there with him. And my thing have always been this. The Holy Spirit is the one walk with me. He's the one talk with me. He's the one who opened doors and made ways and strength. He did it. You understand? I've always been like that from the time that total disaster and catastrophe occurred in my life. And I was trying to figure out why in the heck me? You know, what did I do? And the Holy Spirit spoke very clear. Very clear. And I never forget that. Even when I came back, I saw an open vision of Yeshua on the cross. I said, I mean, what? Y'all don't see all this? Why is it like that? That there was a personal commitment to him. You understand? So you can pray together, but you don't need no prayer partner. No, you don't. Every time you say, I need a prayer partner, I need somebody to help me make this decision, you're overlooking the Holy Spirit. Not just be honest and say, I'm not in fellowship with the Holy Spirit. I'm not at the point where I really know his voice and I done messed up some stuff in the past. I, I need to get it straight. So brother, I need you to assist me and help me. That's where the interdependency comes in. And that's where, you know, we walk together as iron sharp and iron. That's where the mother... There's safety in the multitudes of counselors because we are growing. But even with that, you need to approach that with this, this, this concept in your mind. I don't need counsel. I, I want counsel so I don't, won't make a, a butt of myself again. I only need the Holy Spirit. And every time you say that, that'll, that'll give him that, that what he needs to begin to impart unto you. As you're teaching a bunch of... You're going to have a bunch of rebels. I, I, no, 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 no. See, that's, what, that's the problem. Everybody thinks you got to go to church to make it. You got to do this to make it, and that's a replacement of the Holy Spirit. Y'all know I am. I'm like this because I know purpose. You understand? I know the ending from the beginning. And I made a decision to ride and be a part of this process all the way to the end. Somebody say all the way to the end. Oh, my time about running out. All right, so uh, live with no purpose. Okay, point number, let's get point number six. Your gifts, your gifts. Somebody say your gifts. I, I know I just hurt your feelings. I know it. But you look, you're looking at a brother 
a, a brother now who taught prayer, who conducted all night shut-ins for different ministries, who was there laying hands on people uh, that had been saved for years and not yet filled with the Holy Spirit, who would be there with the women praying. All the men, they get up and go home. The preachers preach, ha, 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 and I, doing the shut-in, then they gone. Who, who left all night? Men and women. One or two more brothers, that's it. Yeah, I see it. I mean, I went into some Baptist churches in Memphis and taught people uh, how to receive the heavenly language of fire. And they were speaking in a language of fire when I left. So don't tell me about prayer. That was one of my primary calls prior to, prior to pastor. You understand? Got a book on prayer. We're going to release a revised book on prayer. Every ministry I was part of, I'd never asked to conduct a prayer ministry. I never asked to be over the prayer ministry. They asked me every time. So I know what I'm talking about. What we need is fellowship one with the other. Yes, I, I certainly would do that. Because when you do that, the Holy Spirit can say one thing, your prayer partner say another, and you go with that. I'm talking to somebody, I'll, they, they fine. I'm talking to somebody watching me. You have to, it's like, listen, beloved, it's like that because you don't know who you are. And you always need validation of somebody relative to who you are. You can hear the Holy Spirit right now. You can hear the voice of your spirit right now. But this other stuff got to get out of the way. Let me finish number six. Your gifts, your gifts, talents. Number six, your gifts. I don't see it yet. It's coming. Your gifts. Point number six, your gifts. <laughs> you just click the button. There you go. Your gifts, talents, and abilities make a difference. You are created for such a time as this. That's a good point to end on. You are created for such a time as this. And I'm going to go into gifts. We're going to go into abilities. Everybody that I'm speaking to, whether you uh, via uh, digital communication, you're here present with us, whether you was ca you're catching this broadcast on our television broadcast or one of the social media platforms, you need to understand that your gifts, your talents, and your abilities make a difference in someone else's life. Somebody need you to be in purpose. Somebody need you to find out who you are. Their very existence is dependent upon you. Right now. Right now. They need what you have to make their life better. You need someone else and their gifts and their abilities to make your life better. That's the way the Father set it up. That's what we need. You understand? That's what we need. You hear that? Not just your hands and somebody here writing on a chalkboard. You are needed. Somebody waiting on you still. Yeah, they are. And when you actually see the end, I'm believing the Holy Spirit will show you the end from your beginning. And that'll help you define what you're involved in. You see? You got all kind of stuff in you. You just going, you know, just floating here and floating there and floating there. You know, things like that. But as you get more knowledgeable of who you are and you never can it's so much in this we got we got some powerful stuff to give you and it's so much in that 
knowing who you are. That's fair. Knowing, when you actually know who you are, you know who you are. You know who you are. No more sadness. You don't need a husband when you know who you are. You don't need a wife when you know who you are. You don't need that. They come to you because of that. Because you know who you are. You understand? Yes. Yes. You get this thing together. And see, you got to uh, learn how to manage uh, your, your, uh, your release of wealth. That's what you got to learn. You don't have that yet. And actually, you are going through a phase of management evaluation. You understand? Going through a phase of management evaluation. I've been there, and how you handle the, these things and these resources is gonna, it's more out there. You know, like I heard you uh, testify. We told you some stuff years ago and just coming around the corner. But, and I was reminded that he also said that it was a connection with a wealth source that you won't only be evident uh, around your own people, but also in the city and ultimately national. And when we say national, it don't mean you have to be for 944,000 people. That means there are other nations. But you got to learn how to distribute. Because they need that. If you don't learn how to distribute, they'll never get that because you fail. And then the father will pick up somebody else and have them take care of that. And then judge you at the end because of your failure. Y'all do know books going to be open? Have anybody went and, and, and read that? Y'all Go check it out. Don't just take my word. Books, book of life. I'm, I made it. Thank you all for tuning in uh, to our teaching. We appreciate you so much. We're believing that the blessing be upon you and, and Elohim best be yours. Listen, uh, if you don't have control of your life and the circumstance of your life, first find out who created you and then find out what plan does he have for you and find out who are you to be connected with. You get those three things in place and you will find yourself in a congregation like this, like this. I recommend highly Empowerment of Faith Kingdom Center for ambassadors for all who are coming out of religion and coming into the knowledge of the kingdom. You can connect with us. I don't care what state city you are in. I'm looking at people on our monitor right now who are not in Memphis, but they are just like they're in Memphis. So don't, don't use that. I let the enemy use that to block you from connecting. We appreciate you so much. Go to our website, empowermentfaith.org, and you will find out more about it. Bless you.